Welcome to episode 146 of Your Best Year starts here with me, Neil Martin, my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner, and I reckon we've got about 15, 20 seconds of title music to figure out what this episode's going to be about. And I don't know if you've got an idea, but I have. You go first, so have I. But my, mine's funny, but only because it goes with every domestic argument in my house. <laughs> okay, well, the two might tie up. You never know. Because my thought was the difference between doing the, the, the easy thing and the right thing. Aha, that's really interesting, okay? Because mine isn't going to be that complicated. So you've been in my house many times, and I'm now in my office which is not always the tidiest, but what's amazing is that I've had a year to sort out my office. And if I pick up my camera, uh, this part we have done. Okay, yeah, there's a tidy bit. That bit, not mm, so much. Less so, yeah. That bit, not really. Yeah, that bit, that, that bit looks more like you. it did before you did the other bits, really. Yeah. But here's the point. The right thing to do would have spent a year getting this office really sorted out because I did have two and a half thousand books. We're down to 1,500 books. I've got rid of a 1,000 books. Uh, title them, itemize them, and all the rest, and make sure all the books are in the right place and get rid of lots of papers that I've never done. And I got rid of some folders from 1998 a couple of days ago, cleared a whole drawer. But it, we're now September. And I started this process last June, so 15 months ago. Okay. And obviously, I was going to do, obviously, one day a week and two days a week. And then, yeah, we had a bit more extra time with a bit more lockdown. And I didn't do it. And I thought, obviously, next week I can do it, and it shouldn't take long. And now I'm back to start going back on the road a bit more. And I still haven't done it. And what's interesting is, is it important? Is it a must? Does it matter? And do I care? Now, if you put those words all together in a sentence, then you ask my wife. Well, it does matter to her. She has asked. It is important. So do I care? Well, I should care. Bear in mind, we've been married 36 and a half years. And I should matter because it is her house as well. And it should matter because this is where I spend a lot of my time. But the result is, obviously, I don't. <laughs> arguing because if I really mattered and it really cared, I'd do something about it. But obviously, to me, it's not that big a deal. Now, going back to a stage before you add into your line, if it really mattered, would I do something about it? And the answer is, of course. Yeah. It matters to someone else, and it matters in their organization, and you're trying to have an organizational alignment, which is something I talk about a lot, or marriage alignment, or friendship alignment. Why wouldn't I do it? And here's the answer why I don't want to do it, and I haven't done it, is because I can't be asked. You can't be asked, and it's the path of least resistance, right? It's 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 the status quo, so it's much easier to leave it alone than it is and to do something else. Works because my life works anyway. But there's a point to that. Your car works until it doesn't. Yep. Your office works until it doesn't. Uh, last week you heard about my internet and changing the passwords. Well, it all works, but there was a problem. Okay, it was called extra finance. So for everyone who's listening this week. Just because it's working today, and if you haven't serviced it, it may not. 
we are having a new oven because it hasn't been, I mean, it has been regularly checked, but we've had the same oven for 23 years and apparently ovens go after 20 years. Who knew? I didn't. But, but that's, but you have an MOT on your car every year. You know, I'm now 59. I'm having more health checks to make sure I'm fit and healthy. The last, just to let you know, I can probably do these podcasts for another 10 and a half years and I'll be <laughs> I think it's enough then. Yeah, we'll be up to episode 737, whatever. But you've got to look after yourself because it does matter not being serviced. You have updates on your phone and, you know, on your apps. And whenever this is an update, most of us have now got like, automatic updates. But we don't update ourselves because we think it will be okay. And as we know from health purposes, it's not always. But, well, I mean, taking that, that thing of updates, you know, how many times have you gone to turn on, like, a, you know, talking back to what we were saying about, like, TVs and our computers, really, and stuff. How many times have you gone and turned on your TV and it's like there is an update available for this TV? And you're thinking, yeah, but I want to watch it now. And I know if I do this update now, it's probably going to take 10, 15 minutes. And so it's maybe going to interrupt what I've got planned. And so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll tell it no, I'll, you know, I'll tell it no, and I'll do it tomorrow. But guess what happens? Next time I turn the TV on, I've turned it on because I want to watch something, not because I want to run an update. And so I go, no, cancel. And I keep cancelling the update that I need to do. And every now and again, and I've not experienced this with the TV, but I have with some other technology, every now and again you get to a point where there's actually a significant problem because you haven't applied those updates. And it's that difference between doing, you know, what's what's easy, what's the path of least resistance, or what's right. Now, I'm not saying it's always the right thing to do to update your TV. I mean, that's a pretty trivial thing. But there are some things in life where the the thing that actually is the thing we really need to do is not the thing we want to do. It's, not, it's, not, it's not the thing we feel like doing. It's not the, it's not the easy thing, is it? Well, they've sent you an update because there's new material. It's going to solve some of the bugs they had. And we still think we know better than yeah. an Apple app developer whose whose only job is to create a new version. Yeah, and and to be fair, right? And this is this is not meant to be detrimental to you know to IT companies, but I'm never the first person to apply an update to something like a computer operating system. You bring out a new version of of Mac OS X or a new version of Windows, or I don't want to be the first guinea pig to have it because I've worked in the software industry and I know that very often the thing that comes out isn't quite ready, but they need enough people to test it to tell them what's wrong to be able to fix it. And their internal testing is never going to do that, right? So they're going to push it out a little bit early anyway, knowing that not everything's going to be compatible with it. Not all of your software you run on top of that operating system is going to work properly. And so I always wait. I always wait. But once, and this is kind of the example I was thinking of when I, when I said about the TV, um, once I waited too long and I had this computer that could have quite easily been updated to a completely new version of, of you know, Apple's operating system, only they then brought out another one. And so I was too late to put the one I wanted to put on it because they've now come out with the, the next new version. And I'm like, I don't want to be the first person on this. So then suddenly you're about three years behind. And then instead of there being applications that don't work because it's new, you've got applications that don't work because it's too old. You know, and so you get stuck in this like, you know, just this place of something in your life isn't working because you didn't do the important thing, even though, you know, you kind of knew you had to. And I think whether that's with your fitness, whether that's with your relationships, whether that's with your business, your career, whatever, there will always be some things that you don't really feel like doing, but you know they're the right thing to do. You know they're the important thing to do. 
you know, if you're changing your your internet router and modem and stuff like you, like you did recently, Nigel, you know, you know the right thing to do is make sure everybody else that's using devices in that house has those details. Before, you should tell me that last week. But you, well, no, but, yeah, but my point is, you know it now. Maybe you didn't know it before. And if you didn't know it before, you didn't act on it because you didn't know it. And I think one of, you know, again, I think one of the big things for me is like, we have to show up as best we can based on what we know. And then when we know more, we maybe have to show up differently. But you can only ever show up as best you can on what you know right now. But if there's something you know you could or should be doing more of or be doing better or be doing differently and you're not doing it, you're letting yourself down. And the more you let yourself down, the more it erodes your... But the more you let yourself down, the more it erodes confidence. And, you know, it might be trivial things that don't really matter that much, but you do enough of them, it still starts to matter. You know, and let's face it, if you're going to go and try and do anything significant, anything you know, that's really different out of the ordinary for you, anything that could be life changing, you've got to do it with a degree of confidence or you're going to fail. And if you've had lots of little things where you felt, feel like you failed, the big things, you're less likely to show up as your most confident self. So it's like how you get those small wins and capitalize on them and you get the small wins by doing what you know is the right thing. You know, I'm I'm here talking to you, and if I look out the window in that direction, I can see I need to cut the grass, right? I can see my back garden, and I can see that I need to cut the grass. Do I feel like cutting the grass today? Not really. But if the weather stays good, am I going to do it? Yes, because it needs to be done, even though I don't want to do it. And I haven't arranged for a gardener to come and do it, and I've got some people coming to my house on the weekend. I can't get a gardener here before the weekend because it's Thursday when we're recording this, so I'm going to have to do it my damn self, right? It will only take me half an hour an hour tops probably it's not really a big deal but i don't feel like doing it there's a million other things i'd rather do you know um you know maybe i want to watch itv2 and catch up on love island given that we've mentioned that i, I don't know right you know it doesn't really matter what my thing is but there'll be something i'm thinking of i'm going i want to do that as opposed to i need to do that and if i do the or, things if i do as you know whether you need to or want to it then becomes a must yeah and and if i make it a must and i do it I'll feel good about myself when it's done. If I know it needs doing and I'm avoiding it, I'm not going to feel good about myself until it's done anyway. So just to work it on with it. And it's a bit like those hard phone calls that you don't want to make, but you know you need to make them. You know, it's, it's the email you don't want to send. It's the, you know, it's the thing where you've got to contact the bank and tell them you've changed your address. Or it's the, you know, it's the thing where you've got to update something on your your car or it doesn't matter what it is it's those little things that will keep niggling away in the back of your head until they're done that probably only take five minutes and if they don't take five minutes get on with them yeah, but, but how many how many times have you done sorry nigel to you know i will let you speak in a minute um <laughs> but you know it's like how many times you get a message from someone that you know it's only going to take you five minutes to deal with the thing they've asked you to do but it's not your number one priority so you're like i just leave the messages unread until i'm ready to do it you know, or I'll I'll make a note somewhere to remind me to do that thing later, and it keeps jumping back into your head, going, "Oh, I still haven't done that thing. I promised I'd do that thing for that person. I haven't done it yet." And as soon as you've done it, it's like it's literally like someone lifted a weight off of you. So just do the damn thing, get the weight off, and then you can do all the things you want to do in a way that you're back to being in the room. You can be in the room for the fun stuff because you've got everything else out of the way. But it's how much time you spend talking to yourself about the stuff you said you were going to do and you still don't do. Yeah. So you are yourself you then create a list of things you're going to do and you're doing everything but do it 
with and with all the avoidance, and then you have a conversation with someone that you know I, I really should be doing this. Which well, if you really had a good accountability partner, they should say, "I don't want to hear it. Do it, and then call me when you're finished." Yeah, get off the phone and go do the thing. I I've actually um I've coached people before, and this is this is a bit brutal, and I I don't do this with every client I work with, but sometimes it's the right thing to do. I've coached people before where they've turned up for a coaching session, um, normally an online one in this particular case. And, um, you know, I've said, right, have you done the, you know, have you done the thing we said you were going to do since the last session? So maybe it was a week ago, maybe it was a month ago, whatever, but there was like some homework that they were supposed to do. Have you done the thing? And uh, no, I haven't done it yet. Why not? Well, I haven't had time. Okay. Well, you've got the next hour. Call's done. Because sometimes people need that thing that says, there's no point us carrying on with what we're trying to do until you've done the thing that you're supposed to have done at this point. Yeah, it's like some self-help books where they say, in fact, I think even my book, Dumbit's Perfect, says this at least once in it. It's like, did you do the thing I just asked you to do? If not, do me a favour, close the book and do the thing. Because if you keep reading this book, you're never going to take any action anyway. You're going to know everything you need to do, but you're not going to have done any of it. So put the book down, do the exercise, then come back to the book. You know, and there's a my wife, my wife is very clever. In, in the morning, what she'll do is I may be laying in bed. She'll say, "I hate her opening up the curtains and opening up the blinds if I'm still in bed." There's no reason. Mm-hmm. She'll say, "But if I don't, you won't get out of bed." <laughs> so she'll create something, create the that, environment that makes you do something. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, so she bought me some clothes for my birthday. Now my birthday was July the second. We're now um, nearly at the end of August for where we are on this. And I've only just trying it on now. And she'll say, but what? why didn't you try it on then? Well, it's not really the right time. Now, I've got to tell you, the size of my bedroom was not that large, okay? Uh-huh. It wasn't really that long to go from the side of my bed around, pick up these new clothes, try them on, and then I can send them back if I don't like them. Yep. But they're still in the bag. They're still in the bag. And of course, I'm avoiding it. And do you know the reason why I was avoiding it? This is a great line, why I was avoiding it. Because I hadn't lost the weight that I thought I'd lost and I was too embarrassed to say, you know, in case I didn't look good. But I knew if I waited long enough, I'd lose the weight. Well, of course, I tried them on this morning. Of course, they fit perfectly. But in my mind, it was a great justification. Yep. But that particular time, just for the record, that's one in a thousand. My justification might have been right. Yep. But I have to be really honest here. The other 999 times, it definitely is not right. But the problem is you try and say to yeah, but I, I was waiting for the right moment. Yep. Okay. But, but of my clothing, it's never been the right time to wait. But but it's you know, very often it's about a bit like what you just said with your wife and opening the curtains and stuff. It's about creating the right environment. So, you know, I, I had a guy that I was coaching on kind of business and personal stuff, and this is quite a few years ago now. And um he was trying to get more active, he was trying to go to the gym more. And he was like, Yeah, I get as far as the car park. I'm like, what? He's like, I leave my office. I get to the gym car park and I think, I can't be asked. I can't be asked to go in there, go in the, in the changing room, get changed, everything else. It's not happening. I'm going home. And I said to him, okay, this might sound like a, a, a dumb question, but what do you wear to the to the gym? Like, what do you what clothes have you got on when you're in the car? And he's like, well, you know, it's, it's the getting changed thing I can't be asked to do. So I'm there in my work clothes and my, my gym bag's in the, right, okay. From tomorrow, take your gym bag into the office get changed in the office before you get in the car. Guess what? He went to the gym that day because he arrived at the gym ready for the gym yeah. rather than arriving at the gym thinking, I've got to get ready for the gym and I can't be asked to get ready. He arrived ready. And I think, you know, 
simple things like if you're if you're saying to yourself, when I get up in the morning, I want to go for a run or I want to do you know some kind of physical exercise. Put those clothes out the night before you go to bed on a chair or something, ready for you to grab in the morning and put them on rather than putting your normal clothes on. And when you're dressed to do that run, it might take you till four in the afternoon to do it, but you're dressed for it already. So chances are you're going to do it sometime during that day. And it's it, it's how do we create those little prompts and those little things in our environment that make us do the thing we don't want to do? And, you know, and how do you reward yourself when you've done it? It's really funny, Neil. I hate driving to a gym to do exercise, okay? Yeah. I'm happy to get out of my house with the dog and walk and walk fast yeah. and do a run. But the idea of me having to drive to a park, I have friends who say, come to me and we'll walk. I don't have to drive 25 minutes to then walk with it. I can walk the dog 10 seconds outside my house. Yeah. So I, I understand the theory, but what I've realized is to do a journey to start all over again, does not work for me. No. Well, it, I mean, during all this lockdown stuff, I've um, I've actually well, gyms were closed, and as much as I you know love to keep supporting one of my local gyms that was owned by a friend of mine, um, and I did actually, I kept paying my membership even though gym was closed and whatever. I actually put a gym in my house, and I find I use it much more when all I've got to do is walk downstairs. So I have actually reached the point where I'm not a member of a gym anymore because I've got a gym in my house. I'm not saying I'll never be a member of a gym again, but right now I'm not a member of a gym. I use the gym in my house. And that was me creating an environment that made me keep being active. And, you know, things like things like if you've got to make phone calls or you know you've got to send emails, like put a list next to your computer before you go to bed. These are the people I'm going to call in the morning. Or these are the people I'm going to email in the morning. Or these are the things I'm going to... F- it's like, you know, we've, we did an episode once called Start Your Day the Day Before or Start Your Day the Night Before or something like that. It's that. You know, it's set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for the right things. You know, if you go to the fridge and you want to cook a healthy meal and you haven't got any ingredients you can make the meal with, but you've got lots of food that looks nice, what are you going to eat? Whereas if you've got the ingredients to that make the that... Is that the reason I put weight on? Probably, you know, whereas if you open the fridge and it's got the ingredients that are going to support your goals, you're going to use them, you know, and, and it's that. It, it really is as simple as that. And simple isn't easy. You know, just something simple doesn't mean it's always easy to do. doesn't mean it's always the thing we want to do. But if we choose the, I, I love the phrase of what's the next right thing. You know, wherever I am, wherever I've screwed up, what's the next right thing? And it's like, if I keep doing the next right thing, I'll move in the right direction. And it is just, what's the next right thing? How do I do that? Regardless of what got me here, like, what's the next right thing? Um, So what's your next right thing, my friend? Well, my next right thing is to wrap this episode up because we've gone over time um, to have lunch with my son because we're recording this and it's, what, 10 to 1. So I'm going to have lunch with my son at 1 o'clock. And then uh, after that, I'll probably edit these. Actually, no, I won't edit these episodes because I've got coaching calls this afternoon. Um, But at some point, I will edit these episodes and that will be my next right thing on this. You know, we're in um, July, but we've recorded through to September. You'll be listening to this episode at the beginning of September. Um, And I'll get that off my plate and I won't have to think about those five, six episodes at all after, well, today or tomorrow. That's my right thing because then that's off my plate and, and it's not going to bother me. Until they're edited and, and scheduled for release and everything, they're in the back of my mind going, I've got to do this, I've got to do this podcast episodes. I've got to do this podcast episodes. And yes, I could pay someone else and all that, all that stuff. We won't get into that now. But the bottom line for me is just, you know, it's on my to-do list. It's on my task list. 
when it's dealt with, it's done, and I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to waste brain power on it anymore. You know, when there's, when, when there's someone I need to speak to about some, when I need to speak to someone that's important, I do it. You know, it's like whatever the thing is, do the thing. That's how you move your life forward. That's it. You mean JFDI? Yeah, basically. Just, are you aware we're nearly at three years? JFDI, just do it, right? Yeah, but are you aware we're nearly three years, 150 episodes? Yeah, but you're aware that actually it's not quite three years when we're at 150 episodes because at one point we did like five in a week. Yeah, and, but it so throws the numbers off. But you're right, we, we, we are rapidly approaching three. Well, we're certainly rapidly approaching the point where we said, let's do a podcast together. That's nearly three years, yeah. which is which is kind of crazy. And I would love, you know, we are over time on this one, but I would love to hear people's like highlights. You know, if you've got highlights, if you've got something you've, you've learned from our episodes where you go, oh, wow, that bit. You know, th- there's that thing you said in episode one that I, I still live by, you know, and, and actually, and actually do on. know, I do actually we know there was something... Yeah, we, maybe we should do a best of episode. I don't know. But what I do know is there is something that one of my clients heard, heard us say something in episode one. It was actually something you said in episode one that they still regurgitate to me to this day, nearly three years on. Maybe I should listen to episode one again. Maybe you should. And anyone else that's listening, if you've never listened to episode one, maybe it's a good idea to go back to the beginning and, and catch up on the episodes you missed. Just like Nigel's going to go and do on uh, ITV Hub to catch up on Love Island as soon as we finish this. That's his plan for lunch. I know. He's already told me when we were off air. And so on that note, let's wrap this thing up. And um, we will see you. Well, it'll be next week for you. It'll be four or five weeks time for us. And we'll catch you soon. Time. Be good. Love you lots. Cheers, guys. Bye. Your best shit starts right here.